and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. Please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. Let's get to that number one spot in the leisure category. But this week, I'm going to be talking about the Game Awards mostly and why I still don't watch award shows in general. But I'm going to talk about the actual games that they've announced during it because that's the actual most important thing about Game Awards. It's not the awards at all doesn't really matter about that also a few battlefield 2042 updates and as always i hope you're having a good weekend but let's get your coffee cups ready and let's get brewing mmm that's good and as always, a happy weekend for everybody. I'm actually out of traveling, so this is going to be like a traveling setup, so it's going to be interesting. But anyways, moving on to Battlefield. Yes, Battlefield 4 producer is coming back to lead the franchise. It is David Serlin. He is coming back. Now, Battlefield 4 didn't have the best launch. It was basically almost a mirror image to what Battlefield 2042 is because Battlefield 2042 took, took, took about a year to get good and Battlefield 4 was in the same boat, but Battlefield 4 still had a lot more things going for it than Battlefield 2042. 2042 had a lack of weapons. They started to add more weapons to it. It didn't have as many vehicles as Battlefield 4 had. They're starting to add more to that as well. And Levolution is kind of like the giant tornado that we have in 2042 so it's almost a mirror image to it except for the specialist in battlefield 2042 but he's here to back to lead it again and that is a good thing because battlefield 4 is still considered one of the best battlefields battlefield 3 and battlefield 1 are still up there as well battlefield 5 not as much people just didn't like it this much and this one well Let's wait for the next Battlefield to come out, and then we'll say that Battlefield 2042 is actually a really good game, because that's how it always happens. But moving on to what's actually going to be happening in the coming up update in Battlefield 2042. So there's going to be major changes to the active protection system. It's going to be a little bit more widely available to all the ground vehicles as well. And for the tanks, the tanks are going to have an increased movement turret movement speed, which has been a little bit lacking, a little bit sluggish in the game right now. So that's added. For helicopters and just air vehicles in general, there is going to be the below radar advantage so that lock-on missiles won't be able to lock on you, which everybody's been wanting for since the game came out so altitude of 30 meters and below you'll be immune to lock on from vehicle based weapons but not infantry based weapons but remember that there is going to be a class system so you won't have everybody having lock on missiles in general but just to be aware that for vehicle based ones it will you'll be able to do the 30 meters for infantry no you'll still be locked on on that one also for high flying helos, you will not be able to high fly that much anymore. They're going to be lowering the ceiling for air vehicles on that one. So you won't be able to spawn camp jets and kill them easily from way up above. So be on the lookout for this. I think this is actually a good balance update for it. I do remember playing some jets and really feeling like 
I couldn't see the helicopter because it's so high above that my area of view was not aware of the it above my head. So that will help it quite a bit because if they can go up so high, what's the point of that? Maybe that will help with the VTOLs because the VTOLs do the same thing and then go up so high where you can't really do anything and they just rain fire below. So maybe that will help with that balance issue in general. But I do like the way they're going with this. The reworks are going to be helping vehicles and air vehicles as well and just less camping with the high-flying helos all right moving on to the game awards that actually happened on thursday night and i actually was traveling but i wouldn't watch it anyways to be honest with you i don't like basically game awards or even award shows in general for you people that don't know they're just a pat on the back for the industry they mean nothing to you the games you play the games you like are just really dependent on you and it doesn't really matter what awards they win it's just more of a pat on the back and just kind of a look what we did we made awards or won awards or whatever but moving on to the games that actually were announced which is the bigger thing is that there is going to be a transformers game by the developers that created outriders also studio that acquired battalion 1944 as well so you got two of those developers actually creating that so they will be creating transformers reactive which looks like it's going to be a first person game in the transformers series it should be interesting to see what it's all about all we got was just a game not even gameplay trailer but a cgi trailer that didn't really show us much just oh it's transformers so beyond that it looks interesting but until we get gameplay footage of it i really wouldn't get too excited about it right now All right, moving on to Diablo 4 finally gets a release date now. It was actually announced with a, once again, a CGI trailer. There was really nothing actually new except for more story development on this one. So it looks interesting to see what's actually going to happen. But there is finally a release date for this one. It's going to be June 6th, 2023. You can pre-order it right now for the open beta once that open beta actually launches. But you can pre-order it right now. If you have high hopes with Blizzard actually creating a really great Diablo game, Diablo 3 was mixed when it first released. They had the auction house, which didn't go very well, which someone actually hacked my account and got me banned from it, which I didn't know. But it got better over time when they actually got rid of the auction house. Now they're going to have battle passes because that's the cool thing to do nowadays. Before it was loot boxes, now it's battle passes, so be prepared to pay 10 bucks or more for skins or whatever else they devise for you to actually think it's worth to buy. But that's really what it's going to be about. I'm glad they're finally actually having a release date, but the rumors were false. They were supposed to be, they rumored it was going to be around April, but unfortunately it is June, so you're going to have to wait quite a bit longer for that one. But if you do want to pre-order it, you can play it, or at least the beta so you can play a little bit early. But just remember, it probably actually will be a beta this time. So be prepared for that one. All right, moving right along to Death Stranding 2. This is from Hideo Kojomi and their productions. And it looks like it's going to at least release first on the PS5, if anything else. Because, you know, Sony loves to say how terrible exclusives are when it's not released on their own platform. But anywhere else, it's, it's okay. So... 
if you release it on there, it's fine. But if you release it anywhere else exclusive, it's not okay. Sony just says bad. It's bad for the gaming industry. But I digress. Everybody was cheering on this one when I saw the video. I didn't actually complete the first one yet, but Hideo Kojomi's games are always interesting. He is one of the lead guys for Metal Gear. He has been story developer within the industry. His games have, for me, a lot of dialogue, maybe a little too much dialogue. His his stories go, they get a little convoluted and they're a little bit of a mess. Last Metal, Metal Gear game that he actually created was a mess at the end. The story was compelling to a certain extent and then it got really convoluted and just for me it just it was a mess afterwards and it just didn't make any sense but as a whole he does make very interesting and great games so this could be good this could it's usually going to be good or at least the critics are going to praise it because that's what they usually do all right moving on to the next announcement was Baldur's gate three is finally has a release date it has been in early development for two years actually and it looked very interesting. It looked great. I was actually very interested in this game first when it was announced as an early release, but I was like, yeah, I want to hold off on this one a little bit, but it looks very good. It is coming out August of 2023. So you still got a little while, but if you do want to buy it, you can still buy it early as an early access. Again, early access means it is an unfinished product. So don't expect it to work. If you do this, if you have patience and you want to figure it out and help the devs, that's what you do to buy it. If you don't want to do that, you're going to get frustrated because the game doesn't work, then you shouldn't be doing it. But it is coming out then. And the other big announcement or the big surprise from the end of the trailer was that Minsk is back. Yes, the bald, I guess, barbarian with his little mouse friend is back in Boulder's Grade 3. It looks very interesting to see him back. Didn't hear anything from the voice actor. Hopefully the old voice actor or at least someone similar to him was back because it was a very, very interesting character in general in the Baldur's Gate franchise. In 1 and 2, he was kind of like the comic relief a little bit, but he was still a fun character to be around and have in your party. So I was actually good to see that they kind of brought back the old character from the old franchises in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then he's going to be coming to the third one. This looks very interesting, and it's a win for me. That that was a surprise. I was like, oh, I was watching the trailer. I was like, is that Minsk? And I was like, it is Minsk. Oh, my gosh. That brings back memories. But like I said, the studio behind it has done a great job with their other games. I am not going to be surprised if this is going to be another great game from them. All right, moving on to the next one that's interesting was Warhammer 40K Space Marines 2. Now, the, there was the original one that was from the developers of Company of Heroes, also of Homeworld, that type of developer. They actually made that one in Alien Isolations, Creative Labs, Creative, Creative Assembly. No, 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 not them. Relic, that was was. Relic was the one that actually created that. They are not on this one, unfortunately. They did make Space Marines the first one, but they're not on this one. Saber Interactive is taking over for the second one. Looks very interesting. Looks very good. Looks very reminiscent of the original one, even though the original one was years made prior to it. This finally is being made right now. So let's hope Saber Interactive does create the pedigree for this one because creative... 
Relic, sorry, I don't know why I keep on messing, but Relic did a great job with this one. That was actually their first third-person game because they, all they've created right now is strategy games, and so that was their first actual foray into a third-person type game in the Warhammer series. Even though they've done 40K for strategy, they didn't really do the jump into third-person perspective, so it was... Very interesting. It still was a good. I enjoyed it. It was a very well received game. I'm glad they're making the second one. Kind of wish Relic would do it, but Saber Interactive has done really great with making those types of games as well. All right, moving on to Lord of the Fallen. Now, this one actually came out, I would say, five years ago, and it was basically a Dark Souls type of mimic. Now, this one is coming out, and it's basically a remake or a, I guess a reboot of the franchise, even though there was only one game of it. This one is more of an Elden Ring feel of a mimic. So it looks like Lord of the Fallen is following the footsteps of From Software and just remaking their own version into that. But it still looks very interesting. It still looks very roguelike and the enemies will kill you in a couple hits type of a thing. And it's very medieval, gothic, very depressing i guess you should say type of a game with something with the lantern and the light that makes it look like you can see two different worlds so one world you can see and then that one you can see another one not really quite sure all about that stuff because it really wasn't explained too well in a very short trailer but it did look all very interesting i'm interested to see how this one differs from the original one that came out even though this is the same name as the original one so i don't know if this is going to be a sequel prequel or just a reboot I'm saying it's a reboot from a franchise because there is no real delineation between that one and this one. And since there's, it's been so long since the original Lord of the Fallen came out, this probably is just a reboot in general. But from what I've seen, it looks very interesting. It looks more open worldy, like Elden Ring. So we'll probably get a lot of Elden Ring feel to it. But we'll see how well this fares to Elden Ring because everybody's going to make a comparison from this one to Elden Ring. All right, moving on into Atomic Heart. Now, this is coming out relatively soon. I would say in the early part of 2023 is around that time. But the trailer looked awesome. It looked bombastic. There was a ton of things being thrown at you. You could do different things with different weapons and powers. And this just looked like a really fun action first-person shooter where you're attacking, looks like for the most part, mostly robots. And a very futuristic Russia looks like almost... But it looked very fun to play. And it was like, I was really, I was like, ooh, when is this coming out? Really want to play this game type of moment. It was one of the few gameplay trailers we actually got to see. And I'm glad they showed the gameplay trailer because that's what we want to see. We want to see it fun. We want to see it challenging for some people. Some people don't like challenging, but that's fine. But for most of us, we like to see a challenging, fun game where we can use different types of weapons to tackle different types of things or tools, no matter what it is. So, it did look, it did pique my interest quite a bit because it just looked so awesome just from the trailer itself. All right, moving on to Returnal. And the rumors are finally true. The announcement has been official. The PS5 exclusive is finally coming to PC. Now, there's been a lot of rumors about it and kind of the NVIDIA leak for the their GeForce Now kind of hinted at it. But this one is finally coming to PC soon-ish. It's just the announcement trailer right now, so we're not quite sure when it's coming out, but it is coming to PC, which is a good thing because this 
this game would really hone well to PC. It's a third person action game where if you die, you come back and you try to, you re, basically it's groundhog's day as a game. You relive and you're like trying to figure out why you crash landed, why you're here and everything. And if you die, you go back, you relive it and you relive it again and again and again until you complete the, the game. But it still was a very interesting, fun game with different types of weapons to use. Once you traversed the level a little bit more, it kept interest. Now I'm not really good at shooting on controllers, so this is better on the on the mouse and keyboard for me because that's what I'm used to when shooting guns. So this is something to look out for for those that are terrible, like me, for controller. All right, moving on to Judas the Game from the creator of Bioshock that basically just looks like Bioshock. I really wasn't that impressed. I was kind of like, well, can you move on from Bioshock or is that your like pinnacle of the games that you make? Now, I'm not saying that Bioshock wasn't a great game. It was a great game when it came out, but every subsequent one that he came out with that was Bioshock-esque, I was kind of like, well, how is this much different from the original Bioshock? And I really couldn't find any so judas is the name it's basically bioshock in space so you do have powers in one hand got another hand and i'm trying to see what the difference is and if there's any improvements from his formula to this one or a better story because the last bioshock franchise one the story was not good it was very just it got philosophical but it was it it could have been better. I didn't like the philosophy from behind it. I thought the bad guy was a, was contrived because it was always about religion, even though for the most part, not every bad person is religious, but it's a common trope that you would say a maniacal, terrible religious person will destroy the world because it's, it's the easiest trope to do. But it is what it is on that one. I wasn't too impressed when I played that game. I was kind of like, eh. You could have you could have tried a little bit harder on this one. It was kind of just a one-sided antagonist, but it happens. I'm hoping that this one, if I see more trailers, that it will actually pique my interest, not going, oh, look, I'm just playing Bioshock in 2023. And by no one's surprise, Last of Us Part 1 is coming to the PC. Now, there has already been a remaster and a remake of The Last of Us Part 1 on the PlayStation and first launch on the PS3, and then once the ps4 came out maybe the ps4 pro came out then they did the remaster version and then when the ps5 came out they're like hey i know it's only been a year since we did a remaster let's do a reboot or a remaster of this one or it was more actually a remake of this one and so that's what they did and i was like well i already have the first remaster so i don't think a remake from that one would be great but maybe there'll be differences on this one since for the most part, most of Sony's games are compatible with Steam Deck. And so I'm hoping to see the trend carry over for the most part. But for right now, all we have is coming out in March and it is Last of Us Part 1. It's probably going to be the the actual remake of the first one that the PS5 version is. We'll probably have DLSS 3.0, which unfortunately, unless you have the 4,000 series graphics cards, you cannot use because that's NVIDIA. All right, moving on to Doom Awakening. Yes, this was announced E3, one of the gaming conferences, I forget which one, but it was announced prior to this one and it's 
the new trailer, I guess the new trailer has come out with Dune Awakening, which is basically going to be a survival MMO. So it should be interesting to see what this is actually going to do. Now there is a new Dune, Dune gain, but this is, that one is strategy based. This one is going to be more first person based survival MMO because they want to throw everything in the kitchen sink into this one. I think they could have left the survival part out and just did the MMO, but we'll see how well they work with all those elements because usually survival games, especially with a multiplayer, unless you're playing 24 hours a day, your base will be raided. All your stuff will be stolen. and You'll have to start over again. So we'll see how well they deal with that issue and what issues they're going to have to deal with, with that. But for right now, this is what we got. There was really no new information. Really. It was just all story-based CGI, which to me, it's just a throwaway, just ooh, peak interest target type of marketing trailers. Unless we get the actual gameplay trailers, I really wouldn't worry about it too much. It looks like it's still in its alpha stage right now. So we'll have to wait and see until we actually get a release date or even gameplay trailers for that matter. I'm pretty sure we'll probably see something. I'm hoping at E3 this, this coming up year in 2023, but nothing is certain. All right, moving on to, well, it looks like EA is now embracing single-player games again after failed attempts on, well, the last live service one. And Battlefield 2042 really just put a nail coffin that EA doesn't know how to do live services. That one actually really hurt them quite a bit because that did not take off as well as they were hoping. But this single-player game is Immortals of Avum, I think it's called. But it looks very interesting. It looks more like a magic-based medieval-type game. I'm not really quite sure everything about it because it was a very short trailer and a very, again, CGI-heavy type trailer with no gameplay trailers whatsoever. But it looks like more in the vein of Elder Scrolls, Avowed, those types of games. So it looks like they're trying to go after that type of market as well since Skyrim has done very well for the past 20 years because it's been re-released so many times and everybody keeps on buying those re-releases. They're looking at those going, this could actually be a lucrative business for us. And so that's why we're probably getting this as well. So I'm very interested to see what EA is going to do and hopefully they don't mess it up. All right, moving on to a very interesting game that got me a little interested in seeing where this is going to go, but it's called Crime Boss Rocka City and it features... Kim Basinger, Danny Trejo, and Chuck Norris out of all of them. So we're going to get some roundhouse kicks and everything else, and maybe some Walker, Texas Ranger in this. But he is in this, which is kind of surprised me a little bit. I was like, hmm, well, this could actually be a fun game. But it does bring a good cast of good actors that are coming into actually making this a very 90s nostalgic type of game in a in 2023 or 2024 whenever this gets released but i did see jenny Trejo, i did see chuck norris which was very surprising to see and he was doing a lot of roundhouse kicks in this trailer so i'm hoping that we'll be seeing much more of that and hopefully some a lot more chuck norris memes for that as well all right moving on to cyberpunk 2077 and this one is going to be the Phantom of Liberty expansion, the only expansion that this game is actually going to get. They're moving on to The Witcher 4, The Witcher Remake, and the next Cyberpunk game as well, since they've did a licensing deal with Epic, and they're going to be using the Epic, the Unreal Engine, to make their 
new games moving forward. But Idris Elba is actually going to be this. So we got, we only got Keanu Reeves, but we're going to have Idris Elba in this game. This game actually looks pretty cool. Now, this is only going to be for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox Series 1, PS4, PS4 Pro. You are out of the running on this one. It is only going to be for next-gen or PCs. So you're out of luck unless you get a next-gen console. But this one does look very interesting. It, it, it does look very just more espionage, like the fate of liberty, I guess, in a way, is hanging in the balance. It's going to be interesting to see if you play Idris Elba's character or if you play alongside him. But there was a lot of actual gameplay footage and there's a lot of car battles and other stuff going on, but it did look actually great. It did look like a finished game this time and not a little worse for wear, but they did have a lot of times to fix the bugs in the previous base game. So I'm hoping this game will do great right out of the gate on this one. And this, and once again, this is only going to be for next gen and PC platforms only. All right. So, from software, the developers of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Elden Ring are making Armor Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. And this is going to be taking place in a whole new world. Hopefully this will be more open world akin to what we've seen from them from Elden Rings. This should also be about be a little bit more interesting with the mech combat instead of actually just melee weapons from this one. It's going to be a little interesting to see how they're going to work with this, how they're going to play with this and what other features they'll be adding to this beyond just that. Maybe we'll get some mechs invading our own game world. Not really quite sure what they're going to be doing with this, but the action did look pretty good. Actually pretty swift, pretty action-y, I guess to say a little arcade on the side as well, but it did look all in all something that I get excited for, for when it actually comes out. All right, moving on to Company of Heroes 3, the RTS World War II game that really did some very interesting things with the RTS genre. You could actually drive tanks through walls. You could blow up buildings. It was very interesting what they'd done in the first two ones. And this one, at least for the PCs coming out in February, the rest of them are going to come out later this year. But there's no plans for cross-play on this game. So if you're a PC player, you only play with PC you may be able to play with, with PS5 and Xbox gamers together if you actually guys could actually live in harmony together. You clearly can on Twitter. But it looks like this is going to be no crossplay, which I think is a good thing to, for it because a lot of people have complained about crossplay in general. Overwatch 2, there's a lot of crossplay interaction and people don't like it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, people don't like the crossplay in that one because they say PC, a lot of PC players cheat. Not a lot of us, but a, a small faction do cheat. I will say that because it's really easy to find those cheat codes through PC and actually put it in there. So we will see, at least for PC players, in February. Console players, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm really excited to see what they do with three different from two. This looks like it's a little bit more open world type of Company of Heroes game as opposed to what Company of Heroes 1 and 2 were. All right, moving on to the 
last but not least one, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was finally announced at this year's Game Awards, and it looks great. There's going to be now dual lightsabers. There's going to be a crossbar lightsaber on this one. So it should be interesting to see how those two different Jedi forms will actually mix in uh, to create to fight different enemies in the game as well. He also has ways of getting around to different platforms, almost like a grappling hook type of tool. It looks like also you can use your lightsaber to go down walls from the trailer I've seen as well. A lot of different types of powers, slowing down time and moving stormtroopers into the blaster bolt way, which looks very interesting and fun. It looks like a, a an improvement of the original one. The fights from what I saw looked a lot more swift and more fluid than the original one. The original one was, was good. It was a good solid action adventure game, but this one looks like it's going to be a lot better from respawn as they have continued to create really great game after really great game. starting off with Titanfall. Even Titanfall two was great. If you like apex legends, apex legends is a fun game. And now the Jedi Fallen Order, and now this one, Survivor, Jedi Survivor. This looks like to continue that pedigree, and I'm interested to see what they're going to go with in the Battlefield franchise as they own that. They're going to be controlling that one as well. But it's going to be coming out March 17th, 2023. You can pre-order right now, and you get some pre-order bonuses. Looks like a scoundrel or almost like a Han Solo, I guess, skin or more clothing or something like that. It looks like kind of a Skywalker type of clothing. You got a blaster that looks like it. It looks like BB-8 is going to have... I mean, it's not BB-8. That's in the movies. But his little droid, he's going to have some skins as well on that one. So I'm glad it's finally out. I'm glad they finally actually had a release date on this one. And it's coming out relatively soon, as in the beginning of 2023 unless there's any other delays that are going to be happening with this one. All in all, beyond this, I did not watch the game awards because like I said before, it really doesn't matter. Play the games that you want to play. But anyways, thank you for listening to digital coffee. As always, please subscribe to digital coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps with a five-star review. And let's get us up to that number one spot in the leisure category. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and as always, see you next week as we talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. See you next week. Later.